0: Victory Podcast.
1: It has been two weeks since the Tennessee Titans were in the facility and practice, but it did not matter to Mike Vrabel and company. The Titans beat the absolute piss out of the Buffalo Bills on Tuesday night in Nashville. And uh, it was a entertaining, exciting game to say the least. My name is Austin Nelson. I am with my buddy Chris Carter. Chris, what is up, brother?
0: How's it going, man? Living off the high from last
1: night's win. Absolutely, man. You are listening to the Second to Victory Podcast. Welcome. Um, Austin and Chris with you. Brett is out uh, this evening. He uh, had uh, some prior things to get to. It's his birthday weekend or week, so we're kind of letting him have the week off. So happy birthday to our brother Brett. But, uh, yeah, man, um, what a game. I don't think anybody was expecting that to go down. And uh, the Titans, like I said, dude, just from the get-go, second, the fourth or fifth play of the game, pick off Josh Allen, and uh, I think it's kind of the rest of his history, I felt like. Um, scored two Insane. plays later. Crazy. Just, I, dude, I couldn't believe
0: it. But, uh, I mean, to come out, you know, all the pressure in the world on these guys, uh, the, the whole NFL community has been talking about how they should have to forfeit, how they should be fined, uh, all of this. And then – to come out and set the tone of the game pretty much immediately, yeah. I mean, um, was just uh, what an awesome way to start the game.
1: I think a lot of people were pissed off the Titans won last night just because oh, yeah. of going on. They wanted to forfeit, you know, even when his extreme as cancel the
0: season, the Titans this, historic.
1: This is a,
0: the, the last two weeks
1: have been a full-on heel turn. Jeez.
0: We are the villains of the NFL now.
1: And they act like they the thing what hurt me the most is that people acted like the Titans wanted this to happen. Sure, can you say it was yeah. self-inflicted? Maybe, but guys, it's a we're in a pandemic. Like yeah. nobody wants to get COVID.
0: No, and you know, you can't tell me there are 32 NFL teams. You can't tell me that there are not, there is not at least one or two other teams that have been wearing their mask less and and social distancing less, and just have been lucky. And the Titans were unlucky. It started with one. We still don't know where it started. I speculate that it was the practice squad corner. Uh, It could have been someone in Shane Bowen's family. We don't know. I mean, we really don't. And we'll never know. I mean, we just won't. So, you know, it it could have happened to anybody in the NFL. It just so happened to the Titans. And – the Titans have have hopefully moved on from it at this point. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, Cam Newton gets it. And then I think uh, Jordan Ta'amu from the Chiefs gets it. And then there's other players getting it. And you're like, okay, wait a there was,
0: It's not just – I, I think I text you this. Like, there were a lot of COVID connections to Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. I think if Mahomes were to get it or does get it, it's going to change everything the NFL is doing because you have your most high-profile player – uh, with with you know getting COVID, then they're going to change things up. It's going to be they're going to move to a bubble. They're going to do something. Um, but you know we saw him come in close contact with Stefan Gilmore after the game. Um, that per- that picture circulated on social media. Obviously, he's had contact with Jordan Tiamu because the- I mean they're quarterback. They're in the quarterback room together. Right. Um, so you know I think it's it's obviously. Very glad Patrick has not got it, especially with a pregnant girlfriend, fiance. Um, but it could happen to anybody. Anybody. And the again, the Titans
1: got it. They just got the 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 short in the stick with it. It just it just spread vastly. Every day did we wake up and it was one more test, two more tests, three more positives, four more positives. We're like, dude, when is this going to end? And then. You have a two-day break and no positives. And all of a sudden, that third day, there's more positives. And you're like, okay, here we go again. Will there be a Buffalo game? What, what, what's up? Luckily, the NFL was like, listen, we can't postpone any more games right now. Y'all have to play Tuesday. Let's hope and pray the Titans have no more positives. And they did. not And it all, it all worked out. Everything's kind of back on track now. I think the only negative of this, Chris, is that the Titans took a week four by week. That's the only the bad part about this. Yeah.
0: Um, but, you know, Vrabel made the comment, you know, we went – I think you said we played 13 straight weeks and won a Super Bowl. So it uh, it is what it is. You know I, this team's resilient. They'll, they understand. Uh, you know I think uh, before we talk about the game itself, I, I found it fascinating when I learned that Ben Jones ran a full three hour game simulation in his backyard. Well, I did
1: that last night. Is, why has nobody talked about that? I that don't even- know.
0: That is one of the most awesome, dedicated leadership things I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, you think his wife was just in, like, in the backyard, like, having like a hottie, like a cocktail in her hand, and was just like watching him, like, "What are you doing right now?" (laughs) I I can only imagine what that looked like.
0: I wonder if he did it without his shoes on. Ran the whole the whole (laughs) game simulation. Or do
1: you think he had the full uniform on? Like,
0: that would be awesome. Everything. I mean, now he may have. have you know, he went. You know, that's
1: obviously he, he, a lot. What of weight. was he doing? Like, who are you? Who are you blocking? Does he have you kids. Like, I can't remember. I think he, he has. Like I wonder kids, if he
0: like, I wonder if he had his kids out there with
1: him. It just there's. I have so many questions. I would love for, like to I hope he gets like a media, um, availability this week for us to talk to him and, and to see what exactly happened because that is that yeah. is genius.
0: And Tannehill uh, running sprints in the in a park. Yeah, uh, I found that pretty cool too. Uh, kind of scary, you know. There are a lot of roots and stuff in parks That you could trip over. Well,
1: I mean, here okay, let's let's talk about it now. Um, we'll, we'll circle back to that because his finger roll celebration didn't look too swaggy last night. It, it didn't.
0: Was, it didn't.
1: It was a little a court to it, unlike unlike and swaggy hill. But the
0: uh, the, the so, Nate Washington. Let's just clarify that is the Nate Washington. Yeah, 100. I He's think the OG with that.
1: I think Nate is like – Nate's, Nate's uh, I guess, a big Titans fan now. Obviously, yeah. and he played for the organization for six, six years, seven years, I believe, and so yeah. all about the Titans, as he should be. Um, Has so, his yeah. own
0: radio show with
1: Toronto now, right? Yep. Yeah. Or That's is it true. Toronto? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I went to the game. I'll tell you all mm-hmm. that. I luckily – dude, like four hours before the game, my wife said, hey, do you want to go to the game? And I was like, you're kidding me, right? She was like, no, seriously, I long story short, I, I got free tickets from a, a family friend of hers. So went and um, it was it was weird. You had I mean they like when I walked up to the gate, they they made you stand in a specific spot. Um, Everything was like
0: contactless, right?
1: Yeah. You had to stand in a specific spot and then like when it was your turn to go, you had to like step up one more spot. Like they had like little circles on the on the pavement. Um and then you got your, you took your phone and just put it underneath like a scanner, if you will, and you walk through. And, you know, usually at games, for people that are listening, um, you go to games and they hand you things in the very beginning. If you walk in the stadium and they hand you whatever the, the give out is, that was yeah. not happening. It was it was in your seat. And so the seats too, um, obviously, the Titans were allotted a certain amount of people to get in the game. And so only those seats were available. So they had zip ties around all the other seats.
0: Yeah, like
1: intense Um, zip ties, right? Like, I saw a picture of them. They're like, are the zip ties, like, screwed into the seat or something? Well, here's the thing. Here's what's funny. So, throughout the game, people were kind of starting to kind of, like, come down in the lower bowl and not sitting in, like, the exact seats. Because it was, like, every other row was um, a seat. But not not the entire row was full. So, I think, like, on our row, um, I sat beside two people that I didn't know. And then, like, I think there was four more seats on the other end of the row that were open as well. Um, and so people started to come down throughout the game, like after halftime, and they were just kind of taking the zip ties, because you could just really honestly just pull them up, w- wiggle its way up, and just sit yeah. down. And, and the thing was, like, cops weren't saying anything to, to anybody. They were just kind of assuming that's that's their seat. That's where you, That's where you were sitting at from the get-go. Right. I guess they were catching the ushers at the perfect time, because... Um, the ushers didn't come down to say anything, or they just didn't care that much. Just sit down, wear your mask. You had to wear your mask throughout the game too. Had to. They were they were super strict about that. Um, but the giveaway was a gator, right? Yeah, it was a like, we the Titans gator, and dude, I ha- I actually brought like a Titans mask myself, so I wore that because the gator was like, full so, so tight on your mouth. It was just so yeah. hard.
0: So I saw Lance Smith. He posted a video of him in the stadium. Obviously, uh, he does like the the, the game day uh, presentations and stuff. Uh, he posted a video of him wearing it, and it like was suction
1: to his face. It was it seriously was. Um, other than that, dude, it was it was a great night. Um, the weather was perfect, obviously, and it was just it was different because dude, it almost felt like a preseason game with a lot less people, or it's just like a really nice like TSU game. I mean, you can you can compare whatever whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, so it, it was cool, but it obviously just still different. The pumped in noise. I text you guys this. It was crazy. You can definitely hear it when when the game was being played, and then as soon as like a commercial TV timeout would happen, it stopped, and it got really quiet in the stadium. And you could definitely it was a, you could notice what was going on. Um, but during the game, you could hear it, and you really didn't pay much that much attention to it because you're watching the game. But um, all in all, it was it, it worked. Um, I don't think there's any problems issues. I saw a couple uh, Bills Twitter fights um, when I got home, so. Um, all in all, it was a good night, but let's talk about the game. We're, uh, I mean, again, what a performance. Start the game with a Malcolm Butler interception. Um, and then two plays later, A.J. Brown scores. And then it kind of just took off from there. Um, what, you know, your biggest takeaway from the night? What what stood out? Who stood out? I'll
0: start with something you just mentioned. I thought it was awesome that they got A.J. involved right away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Important for a guy that's missed a couple games. Um, in the post game, he talked about how he wasn't expected to do as much as he did. And he really worked his tail off to be able to come back and get ready for the game because um, Ryan Tannehill kept telling him, we need you, we need you. And obviously with Hump and, uh, and Corey and, and Batson, who has contributed some this year, with all of those guys out, um, super important to have A.J. So glad to see him get involved early on. He had a really good game. Um, seven or eight catches, like eighty something yards. Um, so solid game from him uh, coming off injury. Um, overall, I mean, we 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 come out we came out and just punched him in the mouth, man. Uh, and and obviously that's what we want out of a Vrabel team because that's kind of the player that he was. And and you know they they feed off who he is. Um, but you know overall, super impressive uh across the board uh biggest concern coming out of it i think has been a concern for us for uh most of the season yeah that's the difference um like
1: it, last, I'll, I'll just say like the final score was 42 to 16. it didn't feel like they put up 16 points like it felt like it was like a 42 to like 29 kind of game it was it, did. Of- it,
0: it did and you know that's kind of one of the things I want to talk about was <clears throat> this, this defensive philosophy is pretty clear, uh, and it was this way under Pease as well. They don't care about how many yards they give up. Mm-hmm. They True. could give up 1,000 yards a game, and if they're keeping them at 16 points, then they won. You know, yeah. that's I think that's pretty clear that that's how this, this defense is, is built to work. Um, but I think also that's kind of reliant on being a strong third-down team as well and they weren't that last night and they haven't been that this season Um, and I think that's why the first three games were probably a little so you know they were all super close games we all we won all three on last last minute field goals Um, but they have to figure out how to get off the field on third down Um, I think it's very important it doesn't matter how many yards they give up you could be ranked 32 and 37 in yards but if we're a top 10 team in points allowed that's where we need to be um that's kind of how this defense is built but um overall i do think it was uh, awesome to see some of the young guys step up on defense we were without i would argue our two best defensive players in simmons and and Adori. um i know Adori gets you know kind of he's kind of polarizing i think he's the second best player on this defense um but the uh the, the young guys stepped up, you know, I think uh, Merch played a lot of snaps on the D-line. Um, the Vets and Daquan and Crawford obviously had to, had to step up and play some more snaps without Simmons out there. I think they both did a really good job. I felt like Crawford uh, was in on some good run stops and, and that sort of thing, the, the, what you expect out of a vet like him. Um, I, I find it very concerning that we're still not setting the edge very well. Uh, i know you want to talk about it a little bit we the sacks aren't there uh i know we had one really great sack by landry uh 11 yard loss on it and um but i'll let you kind of discuss your thoughts on that aspect
1: um i'm gonna throw out some stats first and i'll dive into it because it it just doesn't add up is is all it comes down to and I'll, i'll tell you why um yeah, this even solidifies my, my argument. Okay, so the Titans on defense, this is defense, they're 29th in yards per game, okay, not good. 23rd in passing yards per game, not great. 27th in rushing yards per game, not good. Now here's Kind,
0: the... kind of skewed by Dalvin Cook. Sure. Obviously. He sure. had that excellent – I mean, he had one of the best – the best game of his career, I think, right? James uh,
1: Robinson kind of ran all over us too.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, it just—I
1: don't know. Last night it wasn't a whole lot of running. I, I, let me see. The Bills had—they had, um, yeah, had 95 rushing yards.
0: So. And I think was it almost 30 of that was on that Yeldon garbage run at the
1: end yeah. of the game. Yeah. So they they, they shut the uh, the Bills down pretty well. They were out with Zach Moss, so it was just it was it was Singletary and Yeldon doing all the uh, the work. But uh, regardless, that's a it's a it's a much improved rush defense than before. So, here's the kicker. The Titans are 10th in points per game. So, all those yards let up, the teams aren't scoring. Yeah.
0: Ben, but don't break.
1: Gotta love you. Gotta appreciate that. And here's the other one. The Titans are first in the NFL in takeaways.
0: They're plus eight after last plus
1: night, correct Plus eight, yeah. Um, they're ahead they're by two. There's a couple teams behind them. But, yeah, so – you got to think, all those yards given up, it's like, it's almost like the the opposing teams are getting that far down the field and then turn the ball over is what it really comes down to, or they're kicking field goals and not touchdowns. So you're right, the, the, the perfect way to, to say it is they're bending but not breaking.
0: To, to have been so bad on third down last night yeah. uh, and to only have given up 16, the only way you can do that is with turnovers. Um obviously Malcolm had the two interceptions and then the the third turnover came on the kickoff. Um, but that, that's the only way that this team is going to uh, keep a, a, keep offenses low scoring is if they get turnovers. Um, and, and we know that's not something that they're going to do every week. Yeah, uh, We're not always going to win the turnover battle. So again, got to figure out how to get off on third down, but.
1: Yeah, 13 to 17 for a third down is uncalled for. And a lot of those were third and, and double digits, so like third and 11, third and 12. And it, it, that's that's ridiculous. Um, compared to the Titans being always six for 10, you know, giving the, given the the Bills 17 opportunities um, and them converting 13 of them is obviously not what you want. A lot of long drives where the defense could have been off the field a lot sooner. Um, but it's just something you got to work on, and they'll improve on that. But it, it's it they're definitely not where you would be. They're the last in the league at the moment. I think you hit on this last in the league in, at the moment in conversion, third down conversions, they're giving up seven and a half per game. Where the just to put it in perspective, the Vikings are first, giving up three per game. So some work to be done there. But I mean, all in all, dude, we we, we have to talk about the highlight of the century that happened mm-hmm. last night, dude. Okay, so it had to have been the greatest five-yard run we've ever seen. And Mike Vrabel said that uh, to the media. Today. His, his
0: exact words, greatest five-yard run ever.
1: For, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure you do. You're a Titans fan, you listen to our podcast, you know what happened. Derrick Henry. I
0: think I think everybody who follows football knows what happened.
1: Derrick. My
0: entire timeline for like 30 minutes last night was Derrick Henry stiff arm.
1: Memes, like accounts that don't talk about football saw that one like, he threw a grown man across the field with one arm, you know, uh, squared up and took his right arm and literally just pushed Josh Norman to the side. I talk about some of my buddies in a text, like, have we seen a career fall off faster than Josh Norman's? And I say that no. seriously, like for a year without in Carolina, without injury, without yeah. injury, yeah, exactly. For a year in Carolina, he was probably, like, you. if you said who's the top cornerback in the league, you probably would have said Josh Norman that year.
0: I mean, he was being compared to Darrell Rebus.
1: He signed that big deal in Washington and was a bust. Like, it was like Hainsworth comparable of how, like, yeah. far he went on Hill in Washington. And now he went – was that – I mean, was Buffalo his next team after Washington or did he go somewhere else? It might be just Buffalo.
0: I think he just, ball, you know, it's just that. I mean,
1: like, you didn't know it was Josh Norman last night, so you're like, they said Josh Norman um, because he's just been that irrelevant. So, just an incredible highlight. Uh, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football um, held off his angry run segment because he said, I'm just going to wait to see if there's anything that happens in this game tonight, and I'll do it Wednesday. And sure enough, it, it, it all worked out because that was the, the angry run, maybe the of the year. So what a, uh, what a I, I I?
0: think that is 100% the best stuff form I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We say that. Cause I said, we've, every other week we said about Derek Henry, but it's always something new, but that's by yeah. far like, dude, like, I mean, he, he, he slung him, Chris. Like it was literally like he picked him up and threw him across his body. And there's a
0: So there's a mic just for all of you out there. There's a mic'd up clip from the game. If you haven't seen it, you got to go find it. Uh, but in that segment, Taylor the one says, You threw him up into the sweets. He's sitting with my wife and kids right now, <laughs> which is hilarious in and of itself.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, But I, I mean, other than that, man, I, I think my only takeaway is that the running game is still not great. Um, I know Darrington Evans left the game with a leg injury. Uh, I haven't seen anything else about that since then. Um, and Jeremy McNichols had a play. Um, a little bit. So um yeah, the running game is still not what we wanted it to be. Um Derek had nineteen carries for fifty seven yards. So he still hasn't broke off the long run. And it hasn't, you know, there hasn't been like a Derek Henry game quite yet. And it's not to say that it won't happen. We know Derek is, you know, it's it's not his month yet. It's not dehender quite yet. But um it's still, you know, we've seen him have these slow stars, but you still just want him to break off the long run or um, have a decent game over 100 yards. So it'll come, but um, I was impressed. It was a good game. You know, you didn't have to rely on Goskowski this game to, to win it for you. It was all Tina Hill. And hey, he, had,
0: he had every one of those extra points, though.
1: Every single one. And I will say, um, you know, I was at the game, so I didn't actually see it, but I've seen clips of it. The The last touchdown to Johnny Smith, mm-hmm. why, was, why did that count? Because he was by – Tina was across the line.
0: Uh, I, So the rule is – some part of your body has to be behind the line and I think I think the arm was behind the line and I think well I think it may have been past the line but there's it was not conclusive to overturn it there was no way that you could tell from that angle if he was actually past the line you know because obviously that that angle especially where they were on the field it's going to be slanted from everywhere they're not going to have a straight straight angle um so I think it was more inconclusive than
1: anything. Yeah, and I will say this too. Just we we didn't plan to talk about this, but um, John Smith is getting more expensive game by game. He
0: is. We need and, to lock him up, man.
1: Like today, like John, go ahead and, and do that now, because man, he is a he's a stud.
0: Yeah,
1: Smith is a stud, and we were kind of concerned about uh, the tight end position after Delaney left because he was just so solid for so many years. But John who's come in and dude locked it down and been a you know a key component of the offense and kind of um, Ryan's safety blanket.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um,
0: They've built some excellent chemistry together.
1: Um, 100 So, I guess the the last thing is the Bulls are 4-0, and uh, it was was a solid win. You you, you silenced the haters, and I watched – you know, I'm working from home, so I'm watching a lot of, like, Fox Sports 1, ESPN – that kind of thing. And the Titans would talk of the, of the town today. Um, a lot of, a lot of things about the Titans and are they for real? And, um, you know, we got to stop sleeping on Ryan Tannehill and this and that kind of stuff. So you knew that would happen just because they were the only NFL game last night. So they would be the talk, but.
0: You know, that, that, that actually makes me want to bring up one more point before we move on to the next topic. <laughs> and that was. Our podcast,
1: do whatever we want to talk about whatever. And
0: that, and that was the tweet that CBS, NFL on CBS shared today. Uh i know you saw it you uh, we, we retweeted it from the second of victory account uh which you need to follow by the way if you're not following um but how good has Ryan Tannehill been since becoming the titan starter uh, so he's now started 14 regular season games um and the stats are incredible honestly uh 14 14 games he's 11 and 3 he's thrown 3,602 passing yards uh and he's Got thirty-one touchdowns and six interceptions. Uh, For comparison's sake, Patrick Mahomes in that same time frame, his last fourteen games, uh, he's eleven and three. Uh, He's thrown for three thousand six hundred and seventy-four yards, so seventy-two more yards than Tannehill, Uh, and he's twenty-eight touchdowns, six interceptions. So he actually has four le- or th- I'm sorry, three less intercept or three less touchdowns during that time, and he also has three less rushing touchdowns during that time. So Tannehill's got him by six touchdowns. Uh, I take that production all day, especially in comparison to Patrick Mahomes,
1: And compared to what we had at the quarterback position in recent years. Like we have had, a I mean, quarterback- not even recent years. Let's let's go back to Stephen Aaron, Honestly, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, I mean, this is efficiency at its finest. Like last night. He's twenty one of twenty eight, one ninety five, and four touchdowns. Like, what more do you want? And, and another, what forty something on the ground, right? Yeah. What more do you want? And yeah, it's not flashy. Like he just now broke over a thousand yards on the season, so he's not going to be in that MVP discussion. But he's got ten touchdowns and one pick. Should he? With those numbers, yeah. But the you know the people care about the yards. You got to put up a big numbers each game.
0: That, I mean, I, I don't I don't care. Like I was saying about dude. the guys, I don't care about yards. Dude's on pace for forty touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah. Plus a, an
1: additional, you know, four or five touchdowns on the ground. It's kind of good. So, um, yeah, there's – I mean, like, I'm still waiting. I know we said it before, like, when is Ryan Tannehill going to have that bad game? He hasn't been great in games. There's, there's games where, like, he hasn't been the sole focus, but, like, he hasn't had a bad game since Carolina last year. Yeah. So, knock on wood. Sorry to bring that up. That was stupid. Um, but – other than that, again, the boys are 4 0 and uh, on, to, on to Houston. Um, before we kind of talk about Houston, some weird news that happened. Um, Kamala Correa yeah. randomly wants a, wants a trade. And so I'll kind of let me get to it real quick. Um, as I'm doing this, you should follow the Second and Victory account on Twitter at Second and Victory. I mean, anytime there's a Titans game, like you are missing a great time on our Twitter feed. It's always fun. So definitely give us a follow. If you haven't, Stop what you're doing at second to victory. So, uh, okay, this is this morning from Mike Garofalo. Titans veteran linebacker Kamale Correa has requested a trade after being inactive last night. Sources tell me and Tom Pellicero. Correa has played 39 snaps on defense this season and wants to get an opportunity elsewhere. Team has obliged and will release him if they can't trade him. All right, two things. One, he just came off the COVID list yesterday. So yeah. he wouldn't he probably he wasn't gonna play regardless. Um two the Titans paid Vic Beasley and Jadavian Clowney big bucks to play defense, to play the position that he had most of the snaps of last year. So th- those two are taking in snaps, and then you still have Harold Landry, who is the I guess you know, the quote unquote captain of that linebacking room. Ninety six
0: percent of the snaps so far this season.
1: Hate that. We'll talk about that in a second. Hate that. Is it weird that Cray has only played 36 snaps, 39 snaps? Maybe. But I haven't even paid too much, of, you know, attention to it. He obviously has. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think 39 snaps is enough for him? Like, you know, or status go? What?
0: Uh, he hasn't stuck out to me when he has played this season. Which no. I think is a negative, uh, obviously, for an for edge rusher um he is is a young guy i mean he's still what 26 i believe so he's a young guy he just came off the covid list yesterday we know he can contribute in in this defense even though his contributions in the past were under dean pease uh obviously dean pease liked him because he taught he was outspoken about him several times uh after games and stuff um Maybe he just doesn't fit into what Vrabel wants out of a out of an outside linebacker right now. Um, I, I I don't know if it's a Correa problem or uh, a fit problem or what. I feel like something had to happen behind the scenes for him to request a trade after. I mean, it, it makes one hundred percent sense that he would have been inactive last night.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it doesn't make sense to me that there were only three outside linebackers active. I think we are overworking our outside linebackers right now. I think so, uh, Hopefully that changes uh, starting next week. Um, Ro- Roby should be out there more, uh, hopefully. Something had to happen behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, it's the only thing that makes sense. The
1: only thing I hate about it is that it, the, the linebacking, now, the edge rushers are thinner now than what they were to an already thin position, especially a position that's, you know, barely getting any productivity. Um, five sacks in four games. Not 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 good. No, uh, I
0: do I do think uh, Derek Roberson probably has uh, a lot more potential than than Correa did. Uh, I agree. He was he we know who Correa is. I mean he's he is who he is kind of thing. I think yeah. Roberson has has the ability to to really be a, a, a impact player uh, on on the defense. Um, and we know that his short term in camp, Y Ray seemed to be impressing people a lot so we do have him on the practice squad as well um, just to note we did end up trading Correa to the Jaguars for a six-round pick and and we gave them a seventh round pick so I mean you get value out of somebody that you were going to release I, I think you know that's that's a good sign uh, I, think we, I think we all know that he wouldn't have signed with the Jags because who would um, so that's why they probably went out of their way to to make sure that they got him.
1: I think the positive, too, is that you traded a low seventh-round pick for a high sixth, most likely.
0: It's very true. I mean, that's probably at least a 45-50 pick difference
1: there. Yeah, 100%. So, it was odd, yeah, and I was not expecting to see that come across my Twitter line today. But he's not
0: for the boys. so He's
1: not. It is what it is. But, you, I mean, like, the cool thing about John Robinson is that, he, you know, if you request a trade, I'm sure there was – I would think it was a civil conversation that happened. I don't think – we could be wrong here. It's happened before. Players have got ugly and, you know, pissed off and things like that. But – so I'm sure it was a, a nice conversation. Yeah, brother, I will do whatever I can to get you out of here. And he did. I Honestly, I truly was not expecting Craig to get traded. I thought it would be a release. If, if the Jets – in the Jets, it's a totally different conversation here. Adam Gaines is an idiot and um, by far the worst coach in, in football. Not even, like, NFL, like – in general, football, and I'm a Vandy fan, dog, and I'm Derek Mason's my head coach. Adam Gase is a worse head coach than that. Um, but if you couldn't trade Le'Veon Bell, you just had to release him. And it's crazy that Kamala Correa got traded, but it was the Jags. I mean, there's so many little different variables that go into the Jags. Are probably like, oh yeah, this is a stud, former second round pick. Yeah, He's thirty sacks this season. And it's not going to happen that way, but. Um, Anywho, that was just, again, just a weird thing. So Kamala Curry to the Jags for a sixth-round pick. Um, and so the Titans are 4-0, and they now face the Houston Texans this week. So this is the second meeting uh, in the you know division rival this year, um, Jaguars in week two, and now the Texans. So most likely, we'll talk about this. Um, so Adam Humphreys and Cameron Batson are back off the COVID list. Most likely, by the time people hear, hear this podcast, Jeffrey Simmons and Corey game will most likely be back as well. So, you'll get those two back for Houston. You probably won't get Corey Davis back into the Pittsburgh game. Um, so at least you, you get Simmons back, a much needed player at a much needed position. Um, and
0: we, we know it's huge to have Hunt back too because he's a chain
1: mover, exactly. So, exactly. So, um Houston, I mean, yeah, they're one in four. Um, they fire their head coach, and they've won. are one and
0: zero with their new head coach. So.
1: Yeah. One and zero with with um, Romeo Cornell. You can't sleep on the Texans. I'll be honest. You can't. They're a team you just can't sleep on. You can't sleep on Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson. Is Will Fuller playing? I can think it's a question you have to ask yourself every single week. Uh, <laughs> Every play, I'm pretty sure yeah, you have to say it's visible. Will uh, he be out there? He is he is healthy, I believe.
0: So I mean we'll, we so should healthy. have their we should have their full assortment of weapons to, to have to go mm-hmm. against. So
1: David Johnson, uh Brandy David Cook. Johnson. Um yeah. Brandon Cook's
0: Brandy Cook stepped up a lot
1: last week. You know like I said, the Titans are 29th in yards per game right now, so you need Christian Fulton back out there. He did not play against Buffalo. I, you, you, we don't know what's up with the Dory yet. Uh, Dory has not; it's still Vrabel's not talking much about that. I would assume he's not back against the Texans. Nothing. I kind
0: of, I kind of am assuming that he might be, um, I hope right. mainly because Vrabel mentioned last week uh, that there was hope that they would get a Dory Wilson and uh, who else was hurt at the time? Somebody else uh, back? A- oh, AJ, obviously. Uh, that he he said that at the beginning of last week uh, when we were right in the middle of this whole COVID situation. So, I, I would think that means the door is closed, right? I mean, don't you think? Um, you, you would hope but so. But you also never know with this team and, and injury report. They, they don't talk about player injuries. They just don't, so.
1: No, but, um, yeah, Brandy Cooks, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills. And you got a uh, tight end. Jordan Akins to decent receiving core along with David Johnson. So, it's a team you can't sleep on. They are going to be without Bernard McKinney. He's out for the season. Um, but they still have Zach Cunningham. Still got J.J. Watt. Um, so, it's a division rival. You always got to play them tight. And I know, if you guys remember, last year, Houston was the game uh, here in Nashville – you know, the, the code, quote unquote, code blue game where it was if the Titans won, they, they won the division practically, um, but they lost the game at home. So I still think they got bad blood in their mouth from that um, and would love to, to to take it out on them. And of course, just keep the win streak going. Uh, 5 and 0, start of the season hot. And um, currently, the, the Titans are three point favorites. So I think it's not right.
0: Let's jump into some predictions for the game. What do you think? I
1: like that. All right, so we'll start with – you want to read off Brett's?
0: Yeah, so uh, Brett did send us his prediction to read off, so I'll hop into that. Uh, He predicts that Tannehill will have two more touchdowns through the air and another on the ground. Uh, Offense keeps rolling, and the Titans win 31-20.
1: Okay, I like that. So the COVID spread put up 30 points again. There's six in the league right now in points per game. I like it. I like it. all right i i don't know why i just thought about this but i'm just gonna i want to shout out two people uh from uh from buffalo game chris milton on special teams and khalif raymond both balled out in my opinion um chris
0: milton is chris milton might be when healthy obviously since he's been with us he's had he's had a bunch of injuries i feel like but that dude might be the best gunner in the nfl when when he's healthy
1: I, it was totally sidetracked from our predictions. I, I just thought about it. I saw his yeah. name, and I was like, right, hold on. Give him a shout-out. Yeah. So shout no, out It to was me. great. I agree. I keep talking about it, harping about it. The running game. It has yet to happen yet. It has yet to be efficient. to blossom. We have not seen Derrick Henry be Derrick Henry yet. So this is the week the Tennessee Titans get the running game going. Derrick Henry rushes for and. 20 yards in another touchdown. The Texans, and I say this, the Texans have the second worst rush defense in the league, giving up 160 yards a game. So if this isn't the week it happens or gets it started, I'm not sure when it's going to get started. So, Derek Henry, 120.
0: 120- so, so, do you think he does that without the volume, high volume of carries, like uh, a, a four and a half, five yard per carry game kind of situation?
1: He he breaks off at least two, at least two 25 yard runs, or if not, okay. Okay. So I think it, I think you'll see something along the lines of like twenty-four carries, one hundred and twenty yards, something like. Okay. That. Which, like, which
0: is a solid uh, YPC that he has not had this season.
1: Exactly. So. His
0: yards per carry are abysmal right now.
1: Absolutely. So. Um.
0: I like it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a um I'm gonna do a prediction here <laughs> a oh man I just He's I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to frame this. you gonna do it. Uh, it's contingent. I'm gonna do a contingent prediction, okay. okay?
1: Sure.
0: Uh if Darrington Evans plays, uh he has Oh wow. He has uh eighty yards combined, uh rushing receiving. Okay, and a touchdown. There's if a he does not play, I think uh, my boy Hookem Dante Foreman may get the call Ooh. up, and I'm going to predict he has a touchdown if he plays. So,
1: hey, didn't Dante Foreman like three years ago like have a decent game against the Titans? Yes, it was in Houston. Yeah. I remember that, and he, he yep. was, I had a decent game, 50, 60 yards. Yeah, um, I remember. I mean, he's a, he's I, I, I like, I like Dante Foreman.
0: Yeah, he's a good back. Um, yeah, so whichever prediction based on whichever backup running back ends up playing. Obviously, I mean Nichols is also hurt. Um, I think a rib injury for him. So I hope that I hope that Darrington's is a little less. Uh, it's a hamstring, I think, for Darrington.
1: It's a ball prediction.
0: Yeah. We both went. We both went running game there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I just, I think. I mean, the, the 30th in the league in, in rushing defense and their pass defense is, is top ten. So yeah. something's got to give, right? Right.
0: But we, I, I also feel like the Titans always, like, we do – The opposite. We, we attack whatever they're best at, <laughs> it feels like.
1: At this point, I'm confident. Um, you, you get Adam Humphrey's back, Batson will play, so you won't, you know, see Col- uh, Cody Hollister or, or Westbrook out there, you know, you probably you may see him, but not as yeah, you team.
0: know, I think West Westbrook Westbrook Aquine, I think is how you say his name, correct. Um he held his own out there, man. Oh, undrafted, undrafted rookie, and he played really well. So he, he had one penalty on him, I think, uh, oh, holding yeah. penalty or oh, offensive best interference.
1: Mason Kinsey's not out there. Nope. No, Mason Kinsey. But um okay, so we got our we got our ball predictions. Are you want to give a score prediction?
0: I kinda of like to say. I'm gonna say Brett Brett went 31 to 20.
1: Okay.
0: I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say the defense holds uh to the teens again. Uh I'm gonna say final score 32-17. 17.
1: I just want to say this. I try not to be a homer. I did pick Buffalo last week. And yeah, That's all that. Broadway Sports Media pick them. I picked uh, Buffalo. I had an awful week there. Um, I picked Buffalo just because I – logically, that's the smart pick. Um, glad I was wrong. And so, this week, I'm going to go the opposite. I do think the Titans win. And I'm going to go – I'll go 34-17, Titans. Okay. Right there together. I like it. They've averaged 30 and a half points per game. I think it continues. So 34. And the Titans get another win before Pittsburgh. So um,
0: maybe we have another scoregami. We had a scoregami in the Bills game. If you
1: have a scoregami, it's a good thing. It's like, a good thing. It's a good thing. When you're on the good side of the scoregami, not the bad side. Right, of the right, obviously. So. To to wrap up again, follow us on Twitter at Second of Victory. We are brought to you by Broadway Sports Media and uh, Four Hundred and Forty Sports. So um, subscribe to us on podcast. You can get us on Spotify, at Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, leave us some reviews. Um, we're trying to build this podcast up. So tell your friends, tell their friends, and tell their moms and daddies and cousins and sisters and brothers. Tell everybody, um, so we appreciate you guys as always. Love y'all, um, and uh, tighten up, my people. Tighten
0: up.